let's get started here. Uh, another episode of the Other Fairway Podcast coming at you live from my basement and uh, the city of Chicago. Ben Dayton, welcome. Uh, it's good to be here. First of all, congratulations, Sean. Uh, what what am I to be congratulated on? Your uh, newfound ownership in the game of golf. Part ownership, excuse me. Part ownership. And, you know, I'm glad you brought that up, Dayton, because as many of you know, and depending on when you listen to this, all those listeners out there, um, today's been a tough tough day, and yesterday, too, on the stock market. Coronavirus really doing some damage on my 401k. However, I am now diversified. You know, Highly they, diversified. They say to get into different, different asset classes, you know, bonds, stocks, maybe real estate. No, no, no. I'm now invested in golf. Shout out to PGL. What a terrible first tweet. I mean, how much how much did they pay someone with a big marketing budget to come up with that idiotic tweet? Yeah, so I should I I'm sure this is like a really hard thing to do, just get a get a, a you know, a brand off the ground, especially one that's going to be backed by apparently a billion dollars like you you're just starting <laughs> from scratch. So I don't claim that I could do a better job than that, but this was not good at all. It was it was a tough start. And I mean, maybe only up from here, but then again, this thing could absolutely crash and burn and and we'll get into discussing that I think a little later on, obviously, but I guess we should first announce that uh is Captain America back? Is is he back in the loved hearts of uh of every American? Patrick Reed just won the WGC Mexico Championship formerly held in Florida. Uh what were your thoughts? Did you watch much? Yeah, I watched uh I did not watch Saturday, but I watched a good amount on Sunday. Um, I thought it was compelling. It was like, I don't know, it was at the risk of giving the WGC, WGC too much credit. It was like, oh, it is nice coming in and seeing like really good players like in a bunched up leaderboard down the, down the stretch. Like I think it was one of the leaderboards that, and again, we'll get into the PGL. It seems like we don't get all that often anymore when you like check your phone on Sunday morning. You're like, oh, he made a couple birdies, he made a couple birdies. Oh yeah, it's, there's, there's six guys within two shots of the lead and I, you know, the average fan would know all of them. Um, which I don't need to watch, but it, it's kind of nice when it does happen. Like, I kind of, like, tricked myself into being back interested into it. Yeah, no, for sure, and I feel like, especially with how the schedule has changed in the last, like, two years, I feel like the start of the year kind of starts off still pretty slow, and obviously with the, like, wraparound schedule, it's it's even slower and more confusing for everyone, but I feel like between Riviera and then this last week at the WGC, it was like, all right, now we're getting into some real golf. I know they do like Pebble Beach, and that's kind of, you know, that's a pro am, so it's kind of, it's got some na- names in it, but I don't know. I don't really yeah, so, mu- so, yeah, so much of the West Coast stuff good. is, so much of the West Coast stuff is like gimmicky. Like, and it's, I'm not bashing on those events, but it's like just because of necessity, it's like there's a pro am, or there's, uh, it's a shortened field, or it's uh, multiple courses. The multiple course ones are always goofy, and then. Phoenix is its own thing, whatever, whatever. But it's like, this is when it. I feel like this is kind of when it's like, oh, we can kind of see the Masters over the horizon, and everyone just yeah, kind of universally to... agrees. Like, like Riviera is kind of like the first one where it's like, oh, that it's like a distant one then, and then by the time you get to to Honda, it's like, oh no, it's time. Like we're 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 gearing up, we're ramping up. Like let's 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 all get together and go. Yeah, because then it, you you start thinking about like the API coming up, and then. And then we're really just off, and then I feel like it's just it's time for April. Um, yeah, it's it's good events, good golf courses, like back to back to back to back to back, and it's like stuff that you remember watching. I, I I'm not sure I remember like a, a great finish at uh, the 
the Bob Hope slash Humana slash Clinton slash American Express. You know, like there's, there's like, but like, it's like, oh, I, I watch Bay Hill every year. I remember, you know, Tiger came back from five down to beat uh, Sean O'Hare and chucked his hat across. The, you know, there's. Yeah, made about a billion putts on 18 green there. Yeah, Rory stuffed it through. You know, you think of the 18th shot into uh, with the approach into 18 at, at Honda. It's like, it's, I don't know, it's just for some reason it resonates better with almost everyone, especially me. Yeah, I agree. Going back to, like, the WGC this past week, it, you know, I feel like a lot of people talk about how, you know, the best courses let the best players, like, um, establish themselves and break away from the rest of the field, and I don't really think you see that, but with, between the strength of the field and just the kind of, like, bomb and gouge sort of, it's like a bomb and gouge, but it's, you got to chip out a lot, so it's like some creativity, but also, like, big hitters, so you end up getting a decent leaderboard I feel like in the last four or five years that it's been there but it's not necessarily something you know that like golf architecture like nuts will be you know loving but it does just produce a decent leaderboard so it's entertaining and it's got that feeling of the first you know legitimate tournament so that's I I think a big part of that is like the most fun golf courses to watch are are where you can easily make birdies and bogeys you know you're going to have a colorful scorecard that's that. I mean, that's the best place to watch golf. I would say that Augusta National is probably number one on that list in terms of holes and shots that could that could go either way and produce. You know, how many times have we seen guys go sixty three seventy five or vice versa at, at Augusta? Just it. The, the the fractions are so small out there that you know you have a lot of shots where it's like, oh, if you hit it where you want to, you're going to make an eagle, and if you don't, you pro- you you know you're staring at double. And definitely. Though I don't yeah. think Chipotle Chipotle. I'm, well, I'm not comparing Chipotle back to. Across the national golf course, this is gonna. This is not a great start for me. But it's like, when when it's that short and that tight, and one great shot can pretty much make you an eagle on several of the holes out there, and one bad swing is always putting you dead stymied behind a tree, punching out left-handed off a root. It you know it, it which it, by the way was sick. That was awesome. That was a great shot. But it's and like, then he made double right. <laughs> oh God, yeah. He didn't leave himself. He didn't. Like, as soon as it came out, you saw he had, like, no green to work with uphill, and it was going to be, like, an awkward, like, one of those, like, decision shots where you have to, like, commit to it. But, but yeah, it's, like, even even though they do it kind of, like, quote-unquote artificially, and it's, like, not, like, the most well-designed golf course I've ever seen, it, it accomplishes the same goal. It, it usually makes the leaderboard pretty good. Yeah, and, and you know what the best part of that tournament really is? is it, It's all about the kids, you know. The there, kids. There's, there's hundreds of kids following all of their favorite golfers, all American golfers, you know, that are favorites of the PGA Tour that they put on all the live under par ads. And it's just really cool to see, you know, all these, you know, native Mexican children following around their, their heroes that have, you know, been, you know, day in, day out, you know, supporting Mexico City and, and the whole country itself for, for decades, really, even though the tournament's only been there for four years. They've, um, they've been patronizing the event for literally singles of years, ones of years. <laughs> And, and, you know, my heart goes out to Geronimo because, uh, you know, he was really, really rooting hard for, for Justin Thomas. Has been a big fan since uh, uh, a week ago. And <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I just could not believe how much they're stuffing it down our throats, just like all the kids out there. There's a lot of fans for sure, but, like... Uh, okay, so I'm, I'm going to be honest. When you, I think on Sunday morning, originally texted me about Geronimo, I hadn't... <laughs> I, I, for some reason, thought we were talking about when we did the same thing last year, and Rory had, like, the 
the FaceTime with the kid who was dressing like him and was like sad that he didn't win, so he like autographed a shoe for him or something. Uh huh. So I thought, I thought we were hearkening back to a reference from yesteryear, when in fact it was just the new version of kid following at the same tournament with a different player. It's it's truly insane. I mean, they 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 clearly like give him child version or child sizes hats and and Titleist Foot Joy, you know, shirts and and whatnot, and have him follow them around. I. I have to say it, Dayton. They're clearly frauds. <laughs> definitely, definitely crisis actors. And the PGA Tour, you know, I need to dig into their, you know, uh, their nonprofit filings for financials. But, you know, I, I could see them, you know, paying them below a livable wage. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's a ton of supply of little kids that want to be on TV. So I think bidding, there's some digging bidding the market down. And listen, anyone will support Justin Thomas, Ricky Fowler. They're all gentlemen, you know. Patrick Reed, gentlemen, for sure. So Ricky, yeah. Ricky uh, Fowler didn't surprise me at all. Ricky Fowler like publicly supports JT every time he wins. Just at just after he wins, <laughs> close proximity, much like Geronimo. He his strokes gained hugging the champion after they finish and beat him. It's just <laughs> off the charts. I'm not sure why I don't see that on the PGA Tour app right now. Uh, you know, he'd clearly be leading, but. Um, yeah, I yeah, I, I. It's it's kind of I like the, it was, it's like the uh, tour social team kind of has like this like magic eight ball kind of device. It's like how are we gonna get the clicks this week? And it's like shake it up, and it's like uh, cute kid following X. Uh, you know, it's like they're filling out Mad Libs. Like, um, oh, the, this golf course has a dog that lives on it. Like, there's and, the, and like they've run out. <laughs> you won't believe Rory's stock numbers this yeah, year. Yeah, or exactly. this week. Yeah, so it's like we're just. We've we've used the eight ball so many times over the last two years since we've started to like do hashtag live on a par and be on Twitter and it's like uh, we're starting to repeat them and it's like we just do the same thing every year and say it's new content. Yeah, uh, it was certainly you know interesting, Bryson and and Patrick Reed coming down to the final. It was like I'm not really sure who I want to win if I want either of them to win. I kind of like just the chaos theory of just. Yes. Let's let both of them thrive, and uh, I'm sure you, uh, you're clearly the, the investor behind the the chaos theory. So what yeah. do you think? So I was thinking about this. It's probably the two most hated guys from from probably both average and hard, hardcore golf fans. More hardcore golf fans over the last I don't know six months. Has any have any two golfers been hated more than those two? Uh, probably not. Maybe Sergio, but. Probably not. Those two yeah. definitely come to mind first. Okay, and if you think about the reason why they've gotten so much hate, um, I think you and I would probably agree that it's generally deserved by both parties. But Bryson is is he hasn't really done anything wrong. Like there isn't like an infraction that he's committed, a la you know Pat Reed building sandcastles. You know, like. It's pretty much just we don't like his style and the way that he he carries himself, blah blah blah, and that's totally valid. But like, but Pat Reed is like like he gave us like a big red button reason why we should root against him, and I kind of found myself rooting for Reed a little bit. I don't know, like I I didn't want either of them to win in the moment, but it was like you've got this one guy who is rightfully or not painfully authentic in Patrick Reed, okay? Like, yeah. I, I mean, he, it is, he's doing, ex- he's not pulling any punches, you know? He's just saying what's on his mind all the time, and 
that got a little too big with like the Captain America stuff and the shushing the crowd and or not the shushing the crowd, but like the stuff with Roy the bows like it probably jumped the shark a little bit, but it's like he does just do whatever he's feeling and he's not playing it up for the cameras and it's kind of refreshing in a way. And I can't root for him, but when he's up against Bryson, it's like when you compare the the quote unquote crimes the two have committed, he's obviously way behind, but also you know, I, I, I like I like I, I liked rooting for him more. It was weird. Oh yeah, so just I don't know. Case in point, it's like I don't like the guy, but I do. It is entertaining, and uh, he's a hell of a golfer, and it's legitimately impressive at a certain point how he just seems to actually feed off of hate. It's almost like like how people kind of say that same thing about Brooks, and like he like feeds off criticism, like he like makes up fake storylines in his head to like he can like go after I just it's it's if nothing else an interesting case study to watch Patrick Reed reacting to people despising him and and you know what is like I think that is a legitimate thing in you know many different sports I think that'd be so hard to do over four days of tournament golf was to like keep up that motivation to like I agree. You know, spite that person that made that comment you know brooks made the comment costas's interview on no laying up like over four days and like five hour rounds i can't imagine how like you would keep that up that'd be exhausting but yeah you, you mentioned it exactly it's like reed and brooks both have that and you know when they have that motivation they're you know sometimes unbeatable and yeah. sometimes they're irrelevant but it is pretty impressive like, yeah i don't um, I, I don't understand it i don't understand how that works in, in golf um you know it's not a sport where like basketball or football where it's like you are exerting this this physical effort that like the goal is to max it out and if you are able to somehow achieve a higher level of, of maxing that output out you know it's obviously going to have direct correlation on the game golf like they're all capable of hitting every shot at any given time it's not it's not a matter of trying to find something that you're typically unable to do. It's, it's you know, being consistent and doing it every time. So it's like that added motivation, like, maybe just because I'm a head case, but, I, like, that almost, like, clutters it more for me. It would make it harder to do. So it's just, it's, it's, that's why it's so compelling to watch, like, guys when they have something like that. Because I don't get, like, when yeah, Tiger, it, like, like, Tiger's always had that. Like, just, he just wills the ball into the hole. It's like, I, I don't understand it, so it's compelling. For sure. And... Going back to like the uh, the Reed and Bryson like debate like who we're rooting for, I, I definitely agree with you that like Reed is such an authentic competitor, and I'm not saying like oh he's a gentleman and you know scholar of the game and that's why we love him. Um, he's just totally himself. He doesn't. He's very brash and like it's it's like he is clearly taking on that sort of villain role and he doesn't really care what others say about him. Whereas Bryson. I kind of see him as, like, he definitely is out there with his, like, ideas and opinions on things, but I feel like at the end of the day, he, like, really just wants to be, like, kind of everyone's friend and, like, yeah. be accepted. I think, I don't know it's if I'm misjudging him or what, but I, I feel like he just kind of wants to be, like, one of the guys and be like, hey, I'm different, but, like, you know, I'm cool, right, guys? I'm relevant, whereas Reed is, like, the opposite. He's, like, he just leans into the, the villain, um you know, archetyped and just goes with it. So I, I almost see myself rooting more for Reed in those sort of situations because I, I just feel like Bryson's almost a little inauthentic. Yeah, it's like everything, like everything Bryson done is like, 
he wants to be told how smart he is. You know what I mean? It's like like all the oh, equipment and sure. everything. It's what and I'm, like I'm not even discrediting that. I think he does like super interesting stuff with it. It's just like he's like he's hungry for the reaction a little too much. When Reed's like, yeah, fuck it, react how you want to react. I'm still gonna do it. Um, and like my general, like we you mentioned the the chaos theory. It's like if Bryson had won, I would just been like I would have been like a groan. Like I would have been like, oh, I gotta listen to this guy for three days. Like, but when but like when I thought about like Pat Reed winning, I was like, oh, this is gonna be fun. Like. Who knows where this is going to go? Maybe he's going to say something. People are going to get takes off. Like it, it, it was. Just, it's just more. It was a more fun outcome, and like that's what I was rooting for. It's not like I was validating like one person's character over another's. I just I, I would have preferred to live in a world where Reed won that tournament. Yeah, and I mean I think it's pretty obvious that we're like some of the most committed fans to the game, and there's a lot more casual fans. But I can't help but think about how like the tour kind of scrubs that like villain aspect of Reed and like Bryson and the controversy within like the players that's naturally going to happen how they always scrub that like if we're like the diehard fans and we like that I can only imagine how much like the casual fan would be interested in that read up on it like if they see they're in the lead you know next week at Honda like they'd tune in I just don't understand the, yeah. the logic there by the tour I had a guy in my office today who is is not a golf fan whatsoever but are we talking transition lenses, guy? <laughs> no, different guy. That's <laughs> damn it. Quiet. Um, who uh, some water cooler talk? He was he read the the Brooks GQ article that came out today, and okay, and he was like, "Oh, what was it? What's this? Uh, something with like uh, talking about slow pace of play, and someone said they needed to say it to their face, and he went up and did it. Like that's really interesting. Like I want to re- like know more about this Kepka guy. And I was like, "Oh wow, would you, like would you look at that? Like." It's, it's almost like, I don't want to say controversy sells, but like, authentic react human reactions to things are interesting to people. Other than just watching these guys at the same shots, the same way with no reaction, speaking through their publicist. You know what I mean? It was like, like I just don't know how we're missing it so much. I mean, I have my 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 thoughts as to why, but like, they clearly are missing that. Well, yeah, I th- I think that, you know piggybacks right off of what Costas was saying about, you know, it's a four hour broadcast not to show, you know, the best golf product and all the shots and whatnot. It's four hours to do advertising. And if they're promoting all this, you know, beef between players and people potentially cheating and, you know, breaking the rules and whatnot, like that doesn't look good for, uh, you know, Grant Thornton, the auditor of, you know, financials. And it doesn't look good for FedEx, who's trying to be reliable, even though their company is in deep trouble. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, but, you know, all, all the brands. So and, and those brands have gotten the, root, the roots so sense. deep that they have a controlling factor in whether or not it's stated. But it is yeah. kind of... It, it, it's, it's... People really bashed Fox for that first U.S. Open at Chambers Bay. Yeah, it was brutal. Like, the... the uh, the criticism. Yeah, yeah. And the coverage and, is its own thing, but like the criticism there was Yeah, and I think yeah. we everyone agrees that it's gotten better every year. But I actually I enjoyed it the first year, not because it was a flawless broadcast and everything was running smoothly, but and I think this is kind of what you're getting at with what this four hour window on T V is every weekend, is it felt to me like Fox was inherently trying to tell me a story. They were painting a canvas of what was happening. They realized that this is a great major championship that happens once, you know, once a year, and you know each one is unique. And there is, 
a, a protagonist and the, you know someone who's going to win it and they're and it's you know it's it, it's a story. It's like watching a movie almost. And they Fox seemed to want to tell me that story. You know, it was like they were focusing on the last couple of groups coming down the stretch. They weren't just like randomly ping ponging between shots. They were like, I thought the pro tracer was good, but that's something else. Like there was a lot of like player catch. So I just I felt like they came in. And it seemed so different at the time because it wasn't just rapid fire golf shot ad, golf shot ad, golf shot ad. And and I'm, I just go back to it now with all like the stuff on the coverage that we've heard recently. It's like maybe that was received so poorly because it's so far away from what we usually see. But that doesn't mean it was necessarily bad or that what we often see is necessarily good. No, and it kind of it kind of made me like sit back and think like. Wow, yeah, we see pretty much the same coverage from CBS and NBC every single week, and like no one's really out there trying to innovate or trying to like you know change the product at all. And then Fox come in comes in. And granted, it's once a year, so they can, um, you know, they can put a lot of money in there and and lose money. Yeah, yeah. And like make it up in other sports and whatnot, but at least they you know took a different approach to it and they you know had different experts interviewing about the course they had you know different flyover different angles all the pro tracer everything like that and it was like yeah what's so hard about you know taking a step back and trying to improve the product but obviously that's not the motivation of the tour and these long contracts these 10-year contracts like they don't allow for uh, you know, the producing companies to, to really innovate like that. So and it's th- tough. That is the crazy thing is when I think like contract rights and like one sport being spliced up among different networks, I, I usually think college football first, just especially with all the conference tie-ins. And yeah, the, the, maybe it's just cause I'm an SEC homer, but the CBS college football coverage is so good. It is so much better than the rest. It's like, it, kind of like what I said, like they tell the story. It's just, the production of it is so good. They might not have the best talent or whatever, but it's like every three and a half hour broadcast, it's like they are bringing it and it's, they just, they capture the moment so well that I'm just shocked that they do it so badly with golf. Yeah, that's true. And I, I, I kind of see parallels in like the SEC, you know, games that they're covering are usually going to be big games with, you know, well-known teams and the storylines are already kind of there. Whereas if you're covering like, you know, Miami versus Kent State, like, Right. The storylines are a little bit harder to, to piece together and harder to, you know, make that, uh, you know, viewing pleasurable. But I, I kind of think that's a parallel to Fox and the U.S. Open. Like, it's the U.S. Open. Yeah, so yeah that's They're, they're going to have, like, that story kind of no matter what. But it is a good point that, like, they can be really – golf's really hard to, to cover, but it's crazy that they can be so, you know, on their game for football and then just, I know. just so out of touch with uh, – with golf and that might and that might speak a, a certain extent too and i know costas alluded to in the no laying up interview like the influence that the tour itself does have on the broadcast that could be yeah a good it, part it's of it. it seems like there there's no such thing as the invisible hand it's the it's a live under par hand that's uh moving the markets in the in the in the ad space there so it is you know something you have to think about but it's yeah if you want if you want to cover all this very event. contentious you want to cover this event, you have to talk about this, 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 and this, this, and then, you know, uh, you have your own, it's almost like the, uh, the episode of The Office when they, uh, they get to make the commercial, and like, at the end, they're like, yeah. they only have five <laughs> seconds of their own content that they get to make, and they don't get to be creative with it. Maybe that's just what it's like for CBS, NBC. Yeah, I mean, that, that's actually a very, I like that take. <laughs> it's a good example. Um, 
I want to kind of transition here, and uh, I know this is something you and I end up talking about a lot, but I can't help but think that um, transitioning from playing at uh, 7,500 feet in elevation, where the ball goes about 12.5% further than it normally does uh, at sea level, uh, and then going next week down to the swamp in, uh, in Florida, and their ball going the normal distances. You know, how do these players... Normal, normal distances. Uh, well, you know, back to their standard, yeah. you know, status quo distances. It, it's wild to me that people, you know, raise such a fit over the distance debate and like talking about rolling equipment back or rolling the golf ball back. These players can clearly show that they do it for one week. Their ball goes, you know, 30 yards further on the driver. And then the next week it's back to what their status quo is. It doesn't seem that hard for them. They don't have that much of a, an adjustment. I don't see why they could just try out a new golf ball in one of these, you know, uh, off, off-field off events like in Puerto Rico and see what happens. I mean, explore. It, it was, can't be that hard for these guys. It was a really interesting specific week on tour to watch from a, a distance debate perspective, wasn't it? It, it? I don't know. I think, okay, I'll start with this. If you are having to say, oh, well, they played really short this week, and the scores were still about the same normal average score, you're wrong. Right there. Like that's like that's that's not a relevant point for or against anything about rolling back the equipment. I saw a lot of stuff like that. I've seen Brandel, oh, yeah. who I'm sure we'll talk about more. I've seen Brandel running all these like Excel models of like, see, scores are scores are still higher, scores are higher, scores haven't gone lower. Like even even if that those those were derived from perfectly accurate studies with with all variables isolated and like outside influences factored out, even if that was the case, you're missing the boat if that's the argument you're making. I think you agree on that. Yeah, I I don't know that uh, the USGA report or like anyone knowledgeable about, and I'm not claiming to be overly knowledgeable about the this topic, but no one is mentioning par, right? Yeah, no. And par is is irrelevant, and that's a famous you know the uh, fried egg you know take but i don't care about par like yeah if I, they can shoot whatever they want if as long as it's you know entertaining golf and you know the golf course has as part of the narrative that's all we want really is like yeah we have all these historic courses where you can look back like hey this is cool because ben hogan won here and jack nicholas you know won here three years straight and they're still playing the same course the, the game has certainly changed they'll play it differently we can still go back to those places, whereas you know if it continues to go the way it's going, those courses are going to be irrelevant, and you're never going to be able to kind of make those connections, which yeah. would suck. Yeah, so. and, and at the risk of sounding uh, like okay, boomerang here, um, <laughs> it's like it's like in twenty in twenty twenty the arguments move so fast, and all the opinions are just just launched at you at high speed every time you open your Twitter profile or every time you turn on Golf Channel or whatever, like. It's just a, a million opinions just getting launched at you, and the only way for us to make any sense of it is to like categorize them into these little buckets. And for now, the only as far as we've really gotten able to get is like you are pro rollback or anti rollback, um, and even that might be too nuanced to describe it. It's more like you think the golf ball goes too far, or you don't think the golf ball goes too far, and. I think the people that believe the golf bar golf ball goes goes too far have been categorized as it's too easy, the scores are too low, because of the equipment, roll it back, I wanna see carnage. And I, I just 
I know at least from my personal perspective, like that is such a huge miscategorization of why I, I want what I want in a rollback. And you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I've seen so much shit from Brandel on Twitter and, and I followed him for the last, you know, couple of years. Cause a lot of times he does, he's always been good about deep diving into analysis and having, you know, his own, you know, organic opinion on things and that's yeah i've always you know, really liked need him. that in the game i've always really liked and this stuff whether or not i agree or i a lot of times it's just eye-opening like i didn't think about it that way i don't necessarily think that you know completely changes my opinion on it but like it, at least he's got original thoughts whereas i don't know what has gotten into him here it's uh it's it's been a wild ride of just like he was <laughs> the worst the worst arguments he got into were when he was comparing uh he was comparing average scoring uh, on the PGA Tour from like the 70s and the 80s to today, and how much it's improved. Like the average score, so it's you know like 72 to 71 and a yeah, half or whatever. Yeah. And he was saying like on a percentage base, it's only changed you know 0.5 percent every year. And I'm completely you know butchering it because I don't have it in front of me. And he's like, well, if you look at other sports such as uh, you know track and field and swimming, uh, those times yeah. have actually increased you know by five percent so uh you know there's your argument right there this is just better athletes and it's like oh man you just dug yourself a grave and laid in it because guess what hasn't changed in distance the hundred meter yeah guess what has changed in distance <laughs> the eight thousand yard aaron hills u.s open yeah and what are you talking about guy <laughs> and I, okay i just thought of this so this this might be a little wrong but like Let's say we admitted that it was purely because the players are better athletes now. I think we both agree that the players are better athletes now. That's that's not For why sure. this is happening. For sure. So let's say that we were rolling the ball back past the original point. You know, we're drawing an older line in the sand, and we were saying, yeah, it's just because guys are so good now that um, we want them to, in order to preserve the same amount of ratios of shot values and stuff like we were going back to that. Like, if the NBA was like, we need a 12-foot rim, just because these guys are so good now, that dunking is so easy, that, like, mm-hmm. it's taken over the game, and, like, we need to change it. Like, even if that's what we were saying, I still think there's merit in that point. I'm not saying it's too easy for these guys. I'm saying it's too easy for these guys to hit it long and straight, and that throws out of whack the proportion of skills to be a complete golfer. I yeah. That's what it is for me, too. It's like... Uh, and you know, to to quote Tiger, he was like, you know, the the current generation is not gonna have these like you know twenty to thirty year long careers where their consistency is you know super rewarded. They're gonna have you know five years of where they might you know have really really good weeks for you know three weeks out of the year and miss the cut the rest of the time, and they can make a great living that way and yeah. you know end their career and that's all they're looking for. Whereas like. You saw uh, Chucky Howell III this week. He's made a million dollars every single season for 20 years. That's yeah. consistency. Like, that that's the kind of game that, like, uh, that stat to me is, like, it's never going to get quoted in, like, you know, the catnip-type golf di- digest articles and, and whatnot. But, you know, that's the consistency. And, and there's so many skills that he has that, like, could be rewarded even more. He could be even a better player than, like, no one really cares about him right now, but he could be, you know, competing in a lot more events if, uh, you know, it wasn't so, um, 
you know, scaled towards, you know, distance and just bomb and gouge. But yeah, yeah, I don't like, I don't hate that. I wouldn't hate it if scores were getting lower, you know, like, let's say like uh, 40 under won the masters for the last 10 years. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't care about that. That doesn't matter to me. Like I do care that, uh, you know, 15, you have to go for it in two now. Uh, or 13, like, you just bomb it past and flip a short iron into. Like, I do care about the fact that the way those holes should be played has been compromised. I don't care what they make. I just care how it's happening. You know what I mean? And I think a big part of this this debate, and, it, you know, it's, it's coming to a head here, is, like, can our faction of things kind of, like, effectively illustrate that point that it's not just... Golf is easy now because the ball goes far. It's golf is different now, and that's not, you know, it's in some cases that's for the worse. Yeah, and I, I think it, you know, for a while I thought bifurcation was a good idea. Now I'm like, I don't really know if it even makes sense to try to do that. I think it com- would complicate manufacturers yeah, a agree. lot, and like it would confuse like the top level amateurs, you know, what they're playing with and whatnot. And, so I almost think like if you're a golfer like well, here's here's something I'll I'll say this first there's already limits to how big the club head can be like yeah. the um the trampoline effect of the driver and whatnot so there's limits in place they're just not strong enough yeah and those limits right now are not like distract or uh you know detracting from the game like you know people aren't you know deciding to quit the game because you know they couldn't get a 500 cc right, driver exactly and a hotter you know hotter face that's not happening so like it's a big decision but i think in two or three years people will be like oh yeah this is just what the clubs are the, the limit is this yeah. is how far or you know how much the ball uh you know trampolines off the face and this is how much the ball compresses and you know you have to innovate in other ways and I don't, it doesn't change the game much at all. Yeah, it, it's yeah, and I'm not, I am I'm not pro bifurcation. I think it should just be a, a rollback across the board, and a a big part of why I think that is like people say, oh well, yeah, you know, golf, you're gonna you're gonna steer people away from golf. Uh, they're they're not gonna be able to 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 get the ball up in the air or whatever. Um, man, I when I started playing golf, I. <laughs> I don't think the reason I fell in love with it and I started playing was because I was able to hit a driver 208 yards as opposed to 202. And and let's say that is you that is the case like if that's truly what matters to you that's why you want to play it, is just to hit it as far as you have. Just put an old driver in the bag. I don't think these like like I don't think these people the people that are complaining about this are playing sanctioned tournaments. How many when when you and I go out and play, and play golf? How often do we really play like stroke and distance unless we're doing like a match? Yeah, very rarely. Yeah, I mean, like most guys fluff it in the fairways. That you know, like they're not following the 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 rule book to the letter of the law every time they go play golf. Well, you know why? Why would they all of a sudden do that with the equipment? Um, like, like guys have alien wedges in the bag. Like, I, like, I, like I don't know. Maybe I'm talking about a very small amount of people. Maybe that that would be a really small percentage that would be willing to do that. But I just don't see why it's such a big deal if the point of golf is to go hit shots and have fun and. It's different for everyone. You know, some people just to go drink beer with their buddies. It's like, yeah, then just go play with what you want. Hit it with a tennis racket down the fairway. I don't care. Just go out there and have fun. <laughs> right. Exactly. And uh, 
you know, the, the USGA report obviously goes into uh, the women's game and also like the, um, um, I'm blanking on it, but like the environmental factor of like yeah. building longer and longer golf courses, how, you know, um, putting the uh, kind of fate of golf into the hands of the manufacturer is like costing the local municipal course or even the, the country club that wants to stay relevant and hosts, you know, tournaments, they're bankrupting it. And that's why there's been, you know, closers of golf courses in the U.S. for, you know, the last like two decades. Um, and it's just not sustainable. And so there's there's plenty more to, to dig up in that report. But I think overall it, it it's wild to me, like, some of these pros and how clearly a lot of them have not read this thing or really care at all. But, like, some of the comments from the pros are just so, like, n- like out of touch with yeah, it's so bad. It's like what the whole idea of the report was. Yeah, and I really try to get out of my own head. Like, oh well, they're just saying this because their sponsor is feeding them a line or something. Like, I try to like think like a real person for a second and like have some faith in that. And then I read it and I'm like, man, I don't know how you could on your own come to this conclusion. Like, like I don't know. I've had. I just. It's one of those things that I feel like once you kind of see it, you're like. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's, that's what this is about. Like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm on board with this. I get why the, it's a problem. And it's just, I don't know, so many people never consider it, and I don't know where the tour pros are coming from, other than, and it's, I don't know what they have to gain by it, other than the money. I just don't get it. I just don't get why they're so universally against this. And it was crazy to me, like, the couple names that did, like, speak out about it, like, initially... I think it was like Webb Simpson, Paul Casey, Billy Horschel, like all of the guys that in my mind would be like more open to it than the Cameron Champs and the Dustin Johnsons and like the big hitters. Those guys that I just named first, like those are the guys that are being like categorically like, uh, you know, hurt by longer courses and narrower fairways because, you know, they're going to hit a normal drive in with normal uh, dispersion. Like, they're going to miss some fairways and they're going to have a seven iron in their hand versus, you know, Cam Champ's, you know, pitching wedge. That's a disadvantage. I don't, I don't know. It was, it was really hard to believe. But I think, then again, well, I, okay, I think that, I think you might almost have the opposite effect in that we're so far past that breaking point now that all golf courses for these guys are so short that even the Webb Simpsons on tour still don't hit longer than eight irons in. And that's, I think and I think he point, might be thinking, yeah. well, it's like, shit, if we play a longer golf course, it's my four iron versus DJ's eight iron, and I don't like that matchup. I'd rather take my nine iron against his half wedge. Uh, you know, like that's a that's a closer dis- I, But I don't like I don't think I don't think these guys are thinking that meta about this. It's just it's it's interesting to consider what it would look like because I don't know if anyone's really gotten that far. I think ninety nine percent of the people that just scream about it are like not considering what those changes would actually look like at the highest level in practice. Yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm curious to see where this like really goes cuz I know the the report basically left it as like we're going to let, you know, the manufacturers comment and come out with their kind of opinions on it. We're going to kind of assess this slowly, which I think is the right thing to do. You know, you don't want to dive in to one thing and 
you know, really regret it in, you know, six yeah. months. But I, I do have to wonder, like, they finally came out and, like, had a pretty strong stance on, like, you know, this is a problem. There should be something done. I just have to wonder if, you know, it's going to be 12 months or is it going to be, you know, 10 years? I, I don't know. Yeah, if I, if I had, like, gone to my head, if I'm being painfully honest with myself, I don't think anything happens. I, yeah. This kind of, I was thinking about this today in the car. I was like, you know, when it was just a couple months ago, but like the NCAA decided like they're going to start loosening the rules on some uh, like endorsements for like student athletes. Oh, for player likeness. Like you can use your likeness now or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, it, if you read into it, like it, it didn't just open up like, okay, now, you know, you know, the best college football players, Joe Burrow and the best basketball players can, you know, get Nike sponsorships and, you know, be sponsored by Gatorade and this and that. It was like, this is just the first step, the first door to open of like ten other doors that have yeah. to like go through this whole process. So this is not happening right now, but like, I just I don't know. It, it just I wonder if like they're trying to get the monkey off their back and like nothing's actually gonna happen because I could see that happening in the NCAA with golf. It feels like a little bit like more of a legitimate issue. This is the top level of the game. You can't go anywhere, and courses can't get longer every single time you go back to him, so... Yeah, I just... But. I don't know, the more I actually think about it and I consider it, I just... I don't see them taking equipment out of people's hands. So, like, like, as much as I want it to happen, I just don't see how they do it. And... And... and you know, I don't know. I just... I don't... I think best case scenario, we get, like, a freeze right here. Which I don't think is yeah. good enough. To to satisfy either of, of our opinions about it. I just, I don't know, and maybe I'm wrong. Like, they uh, they didn't seem to have any problem going from square groups to V groups. Like, that that was phased out pretty easily. That was like a six-year plan, and no one had any issues with it. But Yeah, I but think it was bigger. like, it does, and that's because, you know, that's, you know, three clubs, and, you know, they'll still go as far. You can still basically hit the same shot. It'll affect how it kind of lands on the green and whatnot, but, like, it doesn't change, you know, your you know, driver to putter, like, game, if you change the ball. Yeah. Um, I, if, if they were going to so, do anything, I think it would just be ball only, probably. I have to agree. Just because I think that's the only real possible way. And then, I don't know, shit, five years later, you can find someone in the garage and be like, whoa, watch these things. They go seven yards farther for most players. Like, it's not, like, <laughs> it's... And, yeah, that's the other thing, is... <laughs> and, and, like, if you or I went out and took, like... Uh, a metal baseball bat versus, like, a wooden one and took, like, BP, like, we would see, like, some differences for sure no, no, if we no. really caught one. Oh, no, no, like, it w- that would be, like, holy shit. That would be, like, like... like I don't you, know. Like, if you barrel a, a metal bat, those things... Well, no, they've been not... They've been taken down now, but, I've, like, some of those softball bats, like, those beer league softball bats... Yeah, that's true. Um, um, yeah, I'm, I'm submarining your point here. That's not what I meant to do. I just, like... <laughs> yeah, maybe that one wasn't as, you know, fleshed out as it could have been. I just, okay, but. here's, here was my thing, and we were talking about Chipotlepec. All of the, how much content did you see this week? You, you mentioned it earlier, like, look at Rory's stock yardages this week, you know? Or like, um, or like, how many, like, incredulous Twitter takes are, like, announcers, like, like, under their breath being like, wow, driver 9-iron into a 500-yard, like, how much, <laughs> how much touting of that did you see? Because I saw a lot. 
Yeah, I mean, and, that's like the whole story of this place. And, and that makes first me... First hole, par four, drivable. Guess what? It's like a hybrid or a three wood. Okay, and that and that makes me think like, okay, we, we obviously, we only have that because of the altitude, right? Like, no one's hiding that. Mm-hmm. But regardless of that, we're still touting how far the ball goes. Like, you're crazy, but like, Man, like uh, when when the, that one hill in Austin when at the match play when they all hit it like four sixty, like there's a there's a big fucking hill right there. We know why it's going sixty yards farther than usual, but we can't <laughs> we can't help ourselves from from tweeting out the number at like this big wow thing, and it it makes me wonder if the PJ Tour and the USGA and the whole crux of this is, do they really think that that's what we want to see? Like I think I think they might. There's not some malicious equipment company meddling or something like that. I think at the end of the day, they might just have convinced themselves that the average fan just wants to see dingers. And that they're trying to capitalize on that. And I think a lot of people have been convinced of that, too. Like, and, you know, as much as we tout how awesome, like, Shot Tracker, or not Shot Tracker, but uh, Pro Tracer, and, excuse me, Top Tracer, Shot Tracer Fishman, um, you know, how great that is for viewing. It, it certainly is. You get ball speed. You get to see where the ball goes from the same perspective behind the tee. But also, it like makes it very tangible to see, okay, that one went 320, and then Spieth only hit it 300. Like, well, I want to see Rory hit it 320 from now on, and I don't really care about Spieth. Whereas, like, before we had Top Tracer and the yardages, all we had was, like, the blimp tracking it, and, like, we saw where it went. To me, I don't, I don't really care if it goes 300 or 320. Like yeah. that's not why I watch. It's still just it doesn't do anything still, for me. It's still ten percent longer than Spieth was, you know. Right. So like, if the ball, you know, if the ball is rolled back, guess what? There's still going to be that gap. But I don't care that it went two eighty and three hundred. Like, I, I'm sitting on my couch watching a flat, plies or you know, flat LCD screen. I don't really care if it went twenty yards further. I'm not there yeah. in person to do it. Like, and and, and just, by the way, and by the way, if you would sacrifice that, what we just agreed on is basically nothing, a gain of 20 yards, you would see them shaping these shots into the parts of holes that require to be shaped to, and they would be hitting a wide variety of approach shots, and um, you could allow different conditions, and it, it would probably allow for more interesting shots and more variety, and I just, I've heard, I've heard a lot of people say, it's like, what's, what's the... What's your favorite part about watching golf at Augusta? It's when they it's when they hit it up on sixteen, and they you know, the ball trickles back down the hole. And they like use the slopes and the contours, and it's like I just don't see how we lost that as that opposed to yeah. number on the screen. That's 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 not that we're not able to show or illustrate you in any way other than the number on the screen, and and I think maybe it has something to do with like that's because the the people that are already interested in those like finer points, like shots, you know, shot shapes and like variety and like using contours to your advantage and watching the ball move. It's like maybe the people that already appreciate that are already into the game. And when we're trying to squeeze out dollars, we'll like, maybe we can get the golf equivalent of people that of baseball fans that only watch the home run derby. You know, I, I can't help but think yeah, the like that, that of, next of marginal, marginal fan. fan. Yeah. Yeah. So that next like marginal dollar that you can get from the added fan f- that tunes in, you know, on a random, you know, Sunday afternoon if Tiger's in it or something, like, 
yeah, they don't. They probably don't care that like, okay, you gotta land it, you know, short and left, and use the slope, and also hit it in there with, you know, a fade, so that it's got some. Like, they don't, they don't look for that, which is a shame, and it, you know, says something a lot about one, the courses that they go to, because a lot of times it's just, you know, dartboards out there. They just, you know, the ball stops okay. wherever you hit it on the green. And, and Two, I'll, it's it's the coverage that doesn't like, you know, and I'll show make, any of that. Or and I'll make an important that, distinction. Know. If if you are a fan that just wants to see the ball go really far and whatever, that's fine. Like, good for you, more power to you. If you want to just go buy a driver and, like, go to the range and just pound drivers as far as you can, fine. That's totally cool. That It does, just doesn't mean because you're the next level of golf fan that that should domi- dominate what everyone else has to watch. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. yeah. That's. I think that's, I think, I, like, my, like, I've said this about, like, my Tiger takes a lot. Like, that's kind of... Like, that's the overall point I'm making. Like, that's fine. If you just want to watch Tiger, if you just want to watch Drivers, like, do you enjoy the game how you want to. Just don't make everyone else, and I know they're not specifically doing it, but, like, don't let that dominate the way everyone else has to as well. For sure. So, uh, speaking of disrupting the uh, the game of golf as a whole, why don't we uh, transition into the uh, Premier Golf League? It's very hashtag disruptive. It you know what it's it's great for uh, Silicon Valley and and uh, you know the the venture capital money the the great Saudi you know investment fund that's that's funding all this SoftBank I hear they make great investments um, it's interesting uh, the money is certainly you know it is part of the storyline it's, okay. it's undeniable yeah all right so um, so first question and we'll get into the the details later just right off the bat real quick. What are the perc- what is the percentage that this happens? That you what what percent if you're handicapping this, what are the odds it gets off the ground? So it get, gets off the ground or like, you know, in ten years does this still exist? No, I, I just straight up gets off the ground. Oh, gets off the ground. I'd say, I'd say I'm slightly in favor of it happening. So you'd be like sixty forty. Really. There's so much money, Dayton. I know. There's a billion dollars in a bank account. In the bank. And, that is and it's not money. clean money. But uh, there's going to be, you know, 20 to 30 golfers, whether they're the top 10 players or, like, the next, you know, top 50, you know, in that group. Like, somebody is going to be like, I cannot turn down, you know, that signing bonus of, Fifty million dollars or something to join the tour, you know, whatever it ends up being, and yeah, and then the purses on top of that, like, I mean, it's gonna get off the ground. I, I'm okay. I should, I barely sh- certain of it. I should maybe say like, when I say get off the ground, there's probably like three distinct possibilities in that like very loaded question. It's like one, it happens. It is what it thinks. It's the top forty-eight players in the world, and it's just it's exactly what they've described. Like that's one, like right, highly unlikely. There is also some, like, awkward middle ground where they get, like, Bryson and, like, Pat Reed and, like, Ches Reevy and, like, Josh Teeter and, like, uh, Chesson Hadley and, like, some, like... <laughs> Josh Teeter! Like, exactly, exactly. Like, like I, Brutal. I know, I know. But it's, like, like they might they might just get, like, those guys in the middle and then it's, like, this awkward our tour, your tour thing and, yeah, just, mm-hmm. like, like... That's fine. I guess. I mean, I'll still watch it. If it, put the events on off weeks, I'll watch it. I just, I see that being the most likely scenario right now. It's like it happens, but it, I, I almost see, this is like, 
And this would be sick if it is true. I almost see that this is like, you know, I feel like a lot of like labor negotiations get to like, hey, we're going to strike, we're going to strike, we're going to strike, we're going to strike. And they're like, mm-hmm. fine, go ahead and strike, go ahead and strike. And then like one day into the strike, uh, the company just needed to see that the union was serious about it. And they're like, okay, here you go, we'll meet in the middle. And both sides, like, like they weren't really prepared to strike and they weren't really prepared to let them strike. It was always going to be this game of chicken and we're going to meet in the middle and like have this big Mexican standoff for a month beforehand. It kind of feels like the top, top guys that want to get paid are using the PGL as like a proxy to like promote that standoff. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, cause, it's like we're going to go, we're going to go, we're going to go. And the tour's like, we know you're not going to go. And they're like, yeah, you know that, but you also don't totally know it. And right. if you don't start giving, letting me collect appearance fees or uh, get, uh, you know, I don't know, like a, like my own percentage of clicks, like I, I get, you know, money for the percentage of clicks that I bring, like, if, if you don't give us something, like, we do have this option, and there's three commas in the bank account, and we could do it. It's like, it's like, those like, like one person will dip their toe in the water, and the tour's going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, we're fine, we'll meet in the middle here. So let me ask you this, like, and I know Rory's come out on this, but, like, let's talk about the other, you know, top ten players in the in the world right now, like, I feel like we consistently hear, like, that they don't really, you know, they made you know, one and a half million dollars winning whatever tournament, you know, insert name here. Do they really care if they get like a $20 million signing bonus and then like, you know, higher purses, but they got to travel all around the world. They got to like go to every single tournament that the PGL puts on and like, you know, please the, you know, MBS Saudi Prince and like Masayoshi's son from SoftBank. Like, do we... Do we really think that's enough money, or do we think that's motivating uh, yeah. enough to really do that? I'm kind of just thinking of this right now. Like, as a as a fan, I love it. Like, let's disrupt the hell out of the PGA Tour. Let's change up broadcasting. Let's change up like team events and seventy-two yeah. whole stroke. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, so yeah. So let's stop I'm talking. Let's stop talking about like percentage of likelihood here. I think we we're kind of on the same page on that. Like, uh, sure. Yeah, it's possible at this moment. Uh, we need to see more. Mm-hmm. Philosophically, I'm all in for this idea. Not Maybe not all the specifics of this idea, but I love hearing that something is happening. Yeah, and, you know, looking back, there's all these examples of, like, you know, when the uh, top players, I think it was, like, Jack and Arnie split up from the PGA in Amer- of America to make the PGA Tour to you know promote the top you know 200 best golfers in the world and then over time it's become you know even uh you know more tightly held in the pga tour and then there's you know the lower events of the uh uh you know corn ferry and the european and there's like a tier system it's like okay so is this just the next like echelon of that where instead of the top 125 it's just the top 50 and you know so it's like you know there's there's history behind these sort of changes to the game, but it's really hard to sit right here and be like, oh yeah, it's totally going to change, you know, because if we were, you know, sitting here in 1960 saying, yeah, they're definitely going to break from the PGA of America, we'd probably be, you know, lying out of our ass. It wouldn't seem likely. Yeah. Um, but it's happened in the past, so it's, you know. Do you see any way... History's on its side, I guess, but... Do you see any way that, like, it could coexist with the tour? at all like is is that at all like 
maybe it could take the place of the WGCs or something like that. Some kind of hybrid deal. Like, is that at all possible to you? Like, like you get you get one tournament every six weeks during the meet of the tour, and then you get you know you're you're going to be more heavy in the off season. And it's not FedEx Cup. It's not PGA Tour. Um, but it's tied into the tour somehow. There's like a, a relegation, you know, promotion kind of deal, and we can sell sponsorships for it. You know, it can be the the Wyndham Rewards uh, Premier Golf League Sprint or whatever, and all that Saudi money can can still pay for it, and they can pay crazy purses, and it's something that guys want to play. I'm just describing the FedEx Cup. I just realized that. Like, well, no, there. I f- I feel like there is something there, but the the way it's like come to fruition in the last couple of weeks is like i feel like it kind of got leaked before the pgl was like totally ready to go public with this all and i it sounds like they haven't really had any like literally no discussions with the tour and ever since it's come out the tour has been very like strict about like we do not support this if you leave our tour you're never coming back and you're losing your entire pension. And like, I can't help but think if, if this didn't like come out, like kind of leak and they had another year to like negotiate with players and also like negotiate with the PGA tour. Like, I feel like there could have been a hybrid of some sort where like, you know, Hey, we're going to definitely like disrupt your tour, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to only do it, you know, once every six weeks we're going to steal the best players and that's going to suck for you guys. You guys can still do like an off field event. We're going to steal all the best players, have a tournament. They can go back and, you know, still, you know, tout the PGA tour and whatnot, but like we can coexist and we're going to, you know, take some of our purse and donate it to all your charities and like, you know, come to an agreement or of, of some sort. But I feel like with the way it's come out now, it's like you're one side or the other. There's, there's, it's, it'll be very hard to integrate them yeah, together the, right now. The only way that it's there's some serious hurdles in order to get to any kind of point like that, uh, the PGL would have to seed uh, full autonomy, which doesn't seem likely, given like the way they've gone against it, and the tour would have to, you know, do the same. It's it's like the tour would have to admit that like. Their product needs disruption the, and like yeah, innovation. The only way, which like the only clearly way, they don't really believe that. The only way I see that scenario happening is if like kind of like you said, if they had another year, if the PGL was like, uh, "Hey guys, we got Rory, JT, Bryson, Brooks, uh, Reed, Webb, Day, Speed. Like you know, we got we got these guys. Phil, uh, Tiger would be the golden goose. You know, we got these guys contracts in hand, ready to go." We're going live in two months. Uh, if you got a counter, talk to us. Yeah. And then the tour yeah. could do like some kind of saving face, like, okay, let's merge it. But like, if they don't have that, I think the tour is kind of content to be like, hey, okay, try it. It's not going to work. Yeah. This is like, this is like in the corporate world, it's like that situation you just described is like a hostile takeover. Like, Hey, guess what? We've got the cash and we've got the, you know, bank financing behind us. We're going to buy out all your shares and we're going to convince your shareholders that you guys are a bad management group. We're going to buy you guys out and improve you and improve, you know, the shareholders, you know, profitability going forward. There's nothing you can do about it. Right. But like they didn't do that right now. So now they're like, 
in the situation that there is right now, it's like, hey, we want to make we're we want to buy Apple, but we kind of just shit the bed. So we're just gonna make our own little like smartphone and put a bunch of money in it and like invest everything we have and try to convince people it's really good. But we're not really sure if that's gonna work too. But well, you're not so. gonna have blue text with Apple, and you're not gonna have <laughs> iTunes, and it's not gonna integrate with all of your apps. And like, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's in theory. In, in theory, it's better. It's got this much RAM and this much. I'm speaking out of my ass, right? Obviously, sound like me, but like, it's technically on paper better, but yep. the better. And, and that's a per, like, yeah, that exactly happens with Android versus Apple too. It's like, it's got so much, so many better specs, but uh, you know, the PGA Tour or Apple just kind of you know runs smoother and people enjoy it, so they stick with it. Okay, so, uh, since we're anyways, since we're, getting away from the <laughs> yeah, since we're looking at this from a like a philosophical like things we'd like to change in the tour can we dive through the the twitter timeline real quick yes hey, that's what i wanted to talk number about one next. number one came out the gate the gate with heat nobody owns golf golf is owned by everyone who enjoys it watches it and thinks about it in other words you hashtag pgl Ugh. bad start just i had just so much right, when i heard I mean, about this league when i heard about this for like the first time like in that shackleford scoop I was like fist pump. I was like, "Let's go!" I am ready to hear what they got. Like, I, I got my doubts, but like, I'm 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 here for it. And then that was just like, ugh. And you know what they did was like they they hyped it up in that like Jeff Shackleford post, and then they literally hired the these guys are good marketing campaign leader from the PGA Tour to make their first tweet. Yeah. And the guy came up with, "You own golf. Look at you." Yeah, and it's it just. Like something, it could have been like, "Hey, we're here." Like that would have been a better tweet. Just "We're here," or like "Get," or just or like, like "Get knock, ready." Knock, knock. We're coming. Yeah, or something exactly. Like. Even like even that would have been infinitely better than like this. Whatever. Okay, so like then they they did try a couple days later to like give us some actual details on how this would look, and this is kind of what I want to rapid fire your thoughts on. Fifty four holes. Yeah, go for 54 it. Fifty four holes. Do you care about that? No. Okay. Yeah, that doesn't do anything for me. Shotgun start. Pro or con? Barely a pro. I kind of hate it. it I mean... It doesn't add anything. The point of having the top 48 players in the world only in your field is that no matter who you're watching, it's a big name. And... You, every sport kind of has the Tiger effect or the LeBron effect or the Zion effect or the Tom Brady effect where it's like so many of the eyeballs just gravitate right to the top guy or the most clicked on guy that if you allow this option it's just going to be like the tour and it's just going to be a 100% tiger cam or a rory cam or a jt cam and like you're not going to see like this no longer becomes appealing to guys like 25 through 48 unless they're getting heaps of money but like i, I thought that was unnecessary and i think like there's i think it would be weird to like put someone out on the bear trap and have them hit their first tee shot shotgun starts stink <laughs> I I see what you're saying. That's not like the biggest deal in the world. Just, I'm not, just to I'm clarify, not, this, I'm not this to die wouldn't. On that hill. But like, yeah. Yeah, and this wouldn't happen on. They clarified it wouldn't happen on uh, the final round. Like the final round yeah. would be a regular day essentially. Um, so they said it's going to be a, the final round will be two T starts, which I don't see why. If you have 48 Four, players, yeah. it's like it's like the the uh, last two rounds at Augusta. Like that's about what. Augusta probably even has. in twosomes that's like, like a three hour t-sheet like yeah so who cares I don't I don't see I feel like they're trying to innovate for the sake of innovating there not really needed agree uh, so one thing I do want to say like 
if you're not reading the PGL Twitter feed right now, it's like, like bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, snarky little sentence, new tweet. Yeah. And so, so like the format is very funny. Uh, 54 holes of stroke play. Shotgun start on days one and two. Two T start for the final day. Everyone wants to see the leaders going head to head down the stretch in the final round. Like, I, okay, whatever. I'll try to be more rapid fire. Uh, each team will have four players. Cool. Uh, all players will compete in all three rounds. Cool. The team captain picks which two players' scores will represent the team before each round starts. Not cool. What does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? Drama, excitement, and team politics. No! No, 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 no. No, that is not what I want. This, like, like, it's like they heard us say that like the Ryder Cup is awesome and the President Cup is awesome, and then they were like, okay, uh, teams, cool. We, like, we'll be good. Just say it's teams. I, I, we have teams. We've got all the teams. We have so many teams. Yeah, we have the best teams. You're not going to believe the teams we have. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, that was like the one thing I hate that that was the one it's thing it's really weird when the Shackleford scoop came out I was like oh hell yeah like okay I'm into this Formula 1 free agents uh, trades like uh, yep the awkwardness of like Team Tiger having to like cut Team Spieth or something like that like or you know what if Phil entices Ricky to come off his team or to come onto his team over you know if there's like a free agent situation like that is cool I don't need and I guess I could they're not like clarifying that's never gonna happen but i don't get the like all right you have four people but you can only choose two and you gotta do it before the round like that's not fun yeah no. i'd rather see it like college or high school where like all four of you play in the top three like all of you should matter and then maybe the top three scores count or something towards your team yeah and, just, and when we're doing they're all the top 48 players they should all like be relevant yeah. i don't know why you're yeah and when we're doing when we're doing like this already muddled, there's an individual leaderboard and a team leaderboard thing. When you're only picking half the players to compete in the team, it just makes it feel like kind of an also ran thing that they're just like doing just because they heard we wanted team golf, and they're like yeah. they're just like giving us lip service like it's an also ran thing. It's like hey, no nah, the you know the the King Prince Classic in in Saudi Arabia is the real thing that matters. Oh, and by the way, Team Tiger was uh, minus sixteen on their eight random rounds you know what i mean like like i they heard they heard team play and they're like oh we can do that we can add team play like but they didn't hear like we want team play with match play or different non-stroke play events like i want to see team tiger play uh you know team brooks in an interleague like match yes. and i want i want to see that you know for a couple days and then at like you know royal melbourne and then i want to see team phil versus you know team dj at, you know, uh, Carnoustie, and stuff yes, like that. Like, yes. I don't need more stroke play. Yeah, this is just stroke play with, like, a little, like, uh, hey, while you... Uh, no one's going to keep track of this at the moment. Mm-mm, that'd be tough. Like, no one's going to be like, oh, that moves... I mean, they could try to shoehorn it in there, but no one's going to be interested to be like, oh, that moves, moves Team Tiger to minus six on the week. They're three shots back of Team Mickelson. Like, I... I, uh, but if they did include, you know, the other two players instead of this player, it would have been, you know, minus seven or minus twelve. Like that's too much. I don't. Yeah, but then even if it was like a match, like a match play thing, you could be like, oh, that moves them to they're now leading in three matches and down in one match. Like I don't know. There's just that's a lot easier to follow. Exactly. Yeah. I just thought like besides the shadow leaderboard of the FedEx Club champion. Yeah, I just thought the team f- <laughs> and and also I should we sh- we're too far into this already, but like none of this is is locked in confirmed. Like this is, no. this is like the most nebulous, just rolling it out there to gauge reaction and then come back and change it. Kind of like, 
like <laughs> like they do with like NBA suspensions now. It's like or NFL suspensions. Like y'all cool with this? Is are people happy? No, people are mad on Twitter. Psych, he's actually suspended the whole game or the whole season. You know, like <laughs> like that's what this is. I, I, so I shouldn't get like rail on any of these things too bad, but. No, and but that just like, and there's a couple more things to cover, but what this screams to me is like, this is mainly just like post-it note ideas on yes. like a wall yes. somewhere where like people are just throwing out crazy ideas and like seeing how it can all be like, you know, mushed together. And how did they get a billion dollars? What that tells yeah. me is whatever SoftBank has invested in, aka WeWork, Uber. Uh, Short it all. This is anti. Short it all. You're going anti no free ads. They're just throwing cash at this thing with like post-it notes on the wall. Yeah, it's just like a bunch of. There's some good. There's some relevant ideas here, but like. It's like they got they got a bunch of like really smart people and like locked them in a room for a weekend and just had them go on like an absolute bender and they're just like cracked out on like day three and they're like, oh, what if we did teams? Teams would be cool. What if we did different golf courses? Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I love that. What if we could trade players? They're, oh, they're, oh. And it's everyone's like, yeah, this is good. Keep writing this down. Keep writing this down. They're like, we don't have any sort of outline they're here. They're literally like, no, 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 just throw Day. it against the wall. Yeah, exactly. They're trying like it's just like, oh yeah, this is cool. This in is cool. This is cool. This is cool. We got to mobilize now. It's there's not like, <laughs> which I kind of respect. It's more fun to hear about it that way at this point, but. It needs some serious refinement. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's keep going. I think uh, you want to keep yeah, yeah. reading off. Uh, what does the PGL mean for fans? Fans will be able to see their favorite players more often competing against the best. Promotion slash relegation format, a new element of excitement. You are the producer and can choose who you watch, when, and on what platform. Television emoji, s- smartphone emoji, laptop emoji. That was hip. Sick. Yeah. Um, uh, I have no idea how they're going to get the broadcasting for all that. They have so much money to spend that they could do it, but, like, I don't know how that'd work in real life. The promotion relegation format, again, that has to be in, you know, hand in fist with the, or hand in hand with the PGA Tour, and it does not sound like that's going to happen, so I have no idea how that is possible. Yeah, this was, this, this one just sort of seemed like, this would be good, right? Cool? All right, we're doing that. Move on. Like, no idea how that would actually work, but it would be sick. So that one's like a PGLC. post-it note in like pencil. Yeah. <laughs> I also don't know how the promotion or relegation has anything to do with like what we're streaming it on. That was like one of they like they like took two of the post-it notes and like lumped them together. Like yeah, that can be tweet three, whatever. Like lump them together. They're close <laughs> enough. Um, uh, this the next one was uh, especially emoji filled. What else will we see at a hashtag P- PGL event? Shot link on every hole. Target. Fans in team colors, baseball cap, faster pace of play, stopwatch, shorts. Th- like, uh, again, definitely did not need that. Those are the. I mean, I need shot link and I need faster pace of play. Okay. And I need. Yeah, I, I just weird. Okay, I was like, I don't know who is who is behind these things. <laughs> okay, shot link on every hole. Yes, everyone is down for that. Literally, no one is not down for that. Also, isn't shot link a PGA Tour like term? Like, are they just blatantly? <laughs> yes. Like, they didn't say. Like, yes, they definitely. They didn't say, like, shot tracking or like like trails or like no, just just shot link. Uh, fans and team colors. I highly doubt that's the going to be the case. And, and <laughs> no, wait, going are going gonna be back home to events? shot link. Like, like, <laughs> Going back to shot link, yeah. I don't think it can be a PGA Tour uh, term because it's not in all caps. Right. Good call. Great call. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they just put it in lowercase to get them off the scent. They're just like the cops in The Simpsons. They like show up. They're like, ah, it's lower. 
Like the tour police, they show up. They're like, ah, it's lowercase, nothing to see here. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that Facebook rebranded a couple uh, weeks or maybe a month or two ago? No. To all caps Facebook. Oh, God. And I saw a tweet, I forget who it was, but somebody tweeted like, Jay Monahan is just steaming. Right <laughs> just stewing. <laughs> um, fans and team colors, that, that isn't going to happen, and I don't care. Out. Uh, faster pace of play. Yes. Great. It better awesome. be. And shorts, uh, that it d- literally doesn't move the needle in any direction for me. Cool, I guess, like common sense thing. Like they'd like that, but like I, sick. I don't need to see Xander Shoffley's calves. Like that's not like a, like whatever. Uh, Think of the catnip for Phil though. Come on. How you watch the PGL is your choice. Watch one player, follow one team, just the leaders. Split screen viewing, live stream, and digital coverage on multiple platforms will let you watch golf like you never have before. Okay, you can kind of do that now. I mean, not, like, the options in terms of, like, streaming it, but, like, you can choose to consume golf and just watching the leaders or just watching one player, like, following one player. Like, that's that's not really new. I mean, I... I feel like they tried to take, like, all the issues with, like, current broadcasting and, like, put it into, you know, four bullet points with, you know, cool checkmark emojis behind it. Yeah. I mean, yes, there's there's certainly room for improvement, so I, I'll leave that one. Yeah, if they're telling me, like, I'm going to get to pick who I want to watch and when I get to watch them and, like, customize my feed, all in. Cool. I'm with you on that. Um, who will play in the hashtag PGL? We aim to bring together 48 of the best, most entertaining players in the game today. After each season, a promotion relegation playoff with other tours will make sure the PGL is truly hashtag the best versus the best. Which players would you sign for your team? Um, the of, and we aim to bring together 48 of the best, was a telling, telling, telling tweet. Word. Yeah, I, I was going to bring that up too. Um, and, yeah, I think this, that, that, wasn't, that one I'm going to let slide because that wasn't news. Like, that was, that was the original draw of this thing, so, like, they can, yep. that's just, like, putting in writing. Um, where will the PGL be hosted? The courses will be diverse and global to find a true world champion golfer who has been the best on difficult courses in unique conditions and on different countries. Globe emoji, plain emoji. Uh, USA 10 events, Europe and Great Britain 3 events, Asia 3 events, Australia 1 event, Middle East 1 event. Uh, my thoughts on that are probably too many in the US. There probably needs to be like 8 in the US. Sure. Maybe even less. Maybe like 6. 6 or 7 maybe. And then... Probably one more in Europe, one more in uh, Australia. But. Agree. Okay, that's like, I do I trust them to that's make cool. this one I'm, necessarily I'm... work really well? No. Uh, but just based on like, if I have to take the lip service at face value, there, love that one, love that. And it's like that, that's no promise that they're not just gonna go to like you know, TPC Southwind and you know just the boring courses. But I don't know. I lose you. Uh, uh, I don't know. I could hear you, but I was just saying that that that's no promise that they're going to go to the best, you know, eight courses in the U.S. and the best two courses in Australia. Yeah. And you know, we could be going to TPC Southwind. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Lucky. So that that's a fright. <laughs> that is frightening, but like it's possible. It's like I'm, I yeah. I will give them the benefit of the doubt and take them at face value. Like they got a billion, they can make it happen. You know, whatever. Um. So like I'll give them that one. Uh. I thought probably the the biggest the biggest one. What about the majors? The majors are sacred. As ever, it's up to each tournament to set the criteria for who plays. 
The PGL hopes that golf stars are able to play for and win the game's most historic prizes. That one, there was a lot to unpack this, in that one. Like, yeah, it, the majors are sacred. Like, you're, you're not disrupting those. Those are fine. Leave those alone. Yeah, I just, I could it, This didn't seem like they said anything. They just said, yeah, like, yeah, majors are sacred. But, like, this seemed, seemed kind of like to me, like, we're not going to set up, like, directly against them. But also, we're... Like, please allow the players please, to join yeah, us. This, this was just like, please, guys, like... Please, like, guys, come on. please, come on, guys, please. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's exactly what that was. That, like, I, that one, that of all of the, the tweets in here, as someone who is, like, trying to put himself in the, like, pro PGL, like, let's at least get excited to, like, see if it can build steam from that. That one made me the most uneasy. This is the most, that one was the most, like, peppy HR lady, like, that wishes you a happy hump day, like, quote tweet I've ever seen like the hashtag PGL hopes that golf stars are able to play and win exclamation point the game's most historic prizes (laughs) it's like sick alright let's move on (laughs) Uh, other real quick last uh, last one what about the other tours we all want what's best for the game of golf having the best play the best more often around the world adds a different and exciting dimension to the game and we hope to partner with existing professional tours for the hashtag good of the game Golf emoji, heart emoji. Um, heart emoji, yeah. Okay, that, like, like, face value, that's fine. Like, we all do want the best to play the best more often. Uh, when they say we all want what's best for the game of golf, uh, I don't necessarily think that that's a fair statement to make. I don't know, I'm not inclined to believe that either of these groups wants what's best for the game of golf. They want what's best for uh, their po- their pockets, which, again, that's their prerogative. At a certain point, I should cut them some slack on it. But... Uh, if that part of the tweet isn't really true, then we can't really allow the other part of the tweet to also be true. You know, it's like you're hanging a false qualifier on here. It's like, oh well, yeah, there's some issues, but we'll kick it out. We all want what's best for golf. It's like that is not how this is gonna work. Right, right. Um, but yeah, yeah there's. Uh, I feel like this whole tweet storm like made me less into it than yeah, probably. Just, like, hearing about it and, like, kind of dreaming it up in my own head, which kind of sucks. But, um, I mean, there's there's definitely some good ideas, and then there's just some very unnecessary ones. Yeah, I'm just going to – I'm going to do my best to, like, cut them some slack and be like, okay, this is a working product. Like, this, is, this is not a finished product. This is just kind of a working theory. We're testing viability and seeing which directions we would need to go. So, I like, I'll try to be patient on that. Just because I... Because technically, they've got, like, you know, 22 months until supposedly this is going to start in 2022, I believe. So, like, there's definitely kinks to work out, and, like, they have some time to do that. But uh, God, just a, just an overall keep losing you. rough start to... Uh, if you just power through it, rough it won't even matter, honestly. I just, this is frustrating for me because I can't roast you. <laughs> um... Yeah, so uh, there's there's more to come, but interesting stuff. There he is. You there, big guy? Yeah, I'm here. Um, yeah, so this is... I, I, I admittedly did not hear the last 60 seconds of you speaking. Uh, I just think... Ba- I, basically, 
tough start to the uh, PGL Twitter, I must say. Um, but at least we're like, at least it's fleshing out into something, and we're kind of like seeing it as fans, where it's not just like, oh, supposedly you know X Y Z player was meeting behind closed doors about this. Like, I don't know. It's kind of exciting. It it continues the conversation, and that's kind of what we're looking for at the end of the day. If if this PGL doesn't get off the ground, like really what we need is you know more conversation of like you know disruption exists we should maybe uh you know take it seriously yeah it's like we spent we did spend 80 percent of the podcast talking about pgl and distance report and the way i would sum up both of those two things at this current juncture is uh yeah i'm not confident that it's going to lead to really any actionable plans but i think it's significant that it's happening for ancillary reasons uh which is kind of frustrating but i, I think i think it's we need to force ourselves to be a little bit patient you know what I mean, and even yeah, and even right. if this if neither of these things happen in their direct manifestation of what we think is going to right now, uh, it could it could help in other ways. It could have the the tour get their act together, or you know, it could make people more aware about the distance problem, and we can and we can have a wider spread audience and a fuller discussion. You know, there's there's other. I'm just trying to be patient, and I think that's probably prudent at this point. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely some. Uh some you know further waves to to see how it all pans out so we'll see but yeah i just want it all to happen right now but i know that's not possible yeah i mean so do i i would, I would rather it just be like like listen if i get a if i get an alert on my phone tomorrow that phil is in it's it's signed the contract he's <laughs> done he's done with the tour he's he's in like i'm gonna be jumping out of bed like i can on christmas morning like ready to get off some take like i'm i'm here for it i just I need to tell myself that that's not the norm right now. Like, that's not what I should expect to be happening. Like, this is a long process. And, like, there's a lot of rumors that he's for sure in and, like, you know, whatnot. He's kind of made it obvious himself, I think. But he has literally nothing to lose. Because yeah. I'm guessing, like, he signs on tomorrow with PGL. Like, he can't play any more PGA Tour events the rest of the year. Guess what? He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> he All he wants he to play in is majors. Anyway. He didn't want to. He didn't want to. <laughs> he doesn't care about the money in the PGA Tour events. He cares about his, you know, teaching moments on Twitter and Instagram and, you know, hauling in boatloads of cash. Yeah, he is, he's right. And, uh, and, and, and again, more power to him. That's his prerogative. He's, he's kind of realized that, like, he's in a different stage in his career now that, like, uh, the money-making channels are both uh, now varied and uh, ample, and if he wants to take advantage of them, uh, that's he's more than willing to do that. So this, yeah, this to me hits him in a much more different way than it hits, say, a Rory who probably still has, God forbid, however many more, you know, hopefully, ten or fifteen years of quote-unquote prime major winning. Uh, legacy cementing years, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm. I don't really know if I have much else. I mean, I think we. No, it, it's just an exciting time. I, I, you know, I wish that uh, the Chang man and the fish guy could have could have you know chimed in, but I think it does help with just us two because we can just fire back and forth versus like kind of that the pause of like. You know, yeah, I wouldn't want to. Fish, we're gonna say something. Is Jeff Chang? But I would. I would not. It, uh, I don't know if I would want to do it every time, but it's nice to just like let it loose and like put a, put a <laughs> it's, sure. it's, especially with the distance stuff. It's nice to just put a brick on the gas pedal and just see how fast this thing can go. Sometimes, 
Especially when the Chang man tries to put a, a parachute on it and slow us down. I so, know, uh, exactly. <laughs> and for good reason. But it's nice to just throw caution to the wind and just <laughs> let it fly. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it's, ex- it's an exciting time for sure. A lot of good news in like the professional and like just the world of golf. But also... Uh, that time the of year, that really time of year, it's, too, it's so the season. It's, just... uh, it's not at this point. It's not like tricking myself into being interested to watch golf. It's like, ooh, no, I legitimately want to watch golf, and I am like itching to go play. And um, like every time now, like when there's snow in the forecast, it's like a little, you know, it hurts a little. It's like it's it's it's, it's a good time of year. It's an exciting time of year, especially for Midwesterners. Yeah. Although it's dumping like three inches of snow in Chicago today, but, you know. I, I, you know, I was I was outside, like, 15 minutes before we started recording, and it was miserable. I mean, there's it's like, you just yeah. walk outside, you're like, oh, no, golf is being played in the zip code for several weeks. You know what I've been just dying for is, like, a night like this, if we weren't recording a podcast, like, I desperately need the Masters YouTube channel to post the 2019 final broadcast. They haven't done it yet, and it's just, like, tearing me up. Uh, yeah. I mean, I could... Well, I, I might go watch one of the other ones right now, but yeah. Um, right, either one is good, but hey. Yeah, I don't know. That, that would be interesting to watch. To watch, but back knowing, like, you know, when you watch a movie for the second time, uh, like you're picking up on stuff, knowing what happens in the ending. Um, yep. It's like uh, it's like knowing how it does end. It would be interesting to see, like, oh, the that shot the Tiger hit on like four was a little more interesting, and and yeah, yeah, like. The putt on nine. I can't get over the putt on nine. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, because I don't think I was really in the mode that he could win when he was hitting that putt, what, if I remember correctly. Yeah, because he was, like, he was on the very top tier, I think. Yeah. Putting all the way down to the bottom tier, and it was, like, there's a 50-50 chance he puts this off the green, yeah. makes at least bogey, and then it's, like, four shots out, and, like, there's just no chance it's going to be Molinari. Puts it to like six inches, taps it in, and it's like steps to the tenth tee. And, you know the famous saying of yeah, yeah. everything happens on the back nine on Sunday, but like it just felt like yeah. And, and it, really at that point specifically, I was so convinced that Molinari was going to run away with the golf tournament because I don't think people remember the form that he was in at that point. Like he was a just a a an assassin, like on autopilot, and like. I didn't think Tiger had a really legitimate chance to win the golf tournament at that point, and going back and watching it, shots like that, knowing that he does end up doing it, would be pretty interesting, actually. Okay, you've got me. You've talked me into it. I mean, I, it's not that hard to convince you to go back and watch any prior Masters broadcast, but if you, our listeners haven't done that, I highly recommend it. It's uh, they've got it going back to like the '70s or something. It's sick. Yeah, that's it's cool. It's 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 worth doing. It's it's enlightening. For sure. All right. Well, uh, clearly we are looking forward to sunnier and warmer days, uh, but we're not getting that for anytime soon in Chicago. But, you know, to put it on a high note, uh, I think that's all we got. So uh, we'll cut it here and uh, take care of yourself. Dave. Yeah, you too. Part owner signing off. Yeah, part owner. <laughs> all right, my yeah, guy. See you, buddy. See ya.